already, but we can we can start now. Hey guys, this is Alice. Everybody, I'm Brielle. Hey guys, I'm Hats. Hi, I'm Maru. And welcome to the next episode. The fabled brain education one. But <laughs> before we start, we have two birthdays this week. Hey! Woo! Me and first. Alice. Yeah. <laughs> I was 17th, so happy birthday to me. <laughs> you should say that you turned 20, like, that's kind of sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's sick. Well, unless that's kind of too TMI, and then we can cut this whole section out, but... Two, two <laughs> decades is, Okay, yeah, two decades. Uh, for me, I turn 19 tomorrow. So, golden birthday. Do we have to sing? And no. Please no. <laughs> no singing. No. No. <laughs> and in spirit, we're celebrating Brielle and Hats's birthdays as well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all yes, right. I hope you are I hope all of our listeners are basking in the Sagittarius season. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we want to bring up our dumb tweet of the week. I'm so sorry. I know it broke everyone's hearts that we forgot to bring it up last week. But <laughs> <laughs> it's still somewhat in the season of this. So, for this week, we'll go with this. I won't lie to you. I want people to regret releasing anything as, at the same time as BTS. I want them to look back and say to, them, to themselves, that was a dumb idea. I want to humiliate this industry this coming week. Okay. Well, on that poignant <laughs> note. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about dumb ideas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? The playlist? <laughs> <laughs> So, since this is going to be the last episode of the year, we thought to create a playlist of all of our favorite um, K-pop songs of the year. Yay. Which, you know, in theory was going to be 10, but the, <laughs> the majority of us went with 12, except for the strong oh, really? hats. Oh, yeah. really? I picked 10. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so I guess for next year it'll be 12 again. <laughs> <laughs> But they're going to be on um, Spotify, so anticipate that. But um, I guess we can just go around and say our song of the year. I don't think it's a good idea for us to all list out our favorite songs. Like, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but um, alphabetical order. Um, my song of the year is Dum Dum by A-Pink. Mm. My song of the year is... It should be everybody's song of the year. It's Cry For Me by Twice. I know it's not like an official, well, it was officially released today, so I don't know if it's a, you know, a title track or not, but that's my song. Mm. So you think it'll be like title track of a repackage? I'm hoping so. I hope there's like a music video for it and everything, but that's I what really I'm don't thinking. Know. I feel like they're going to repackage it because it seems kind of ridiculous not to build on the hype that they got from Mama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can um, I think smell it. If I'm gonna, I know Kamari, you're next. See, 
yeah, that's our alphabets. That's how the alphabet works. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think my song of the year is Stay Tonight. Because I'm looking at it from not just the song, but the performance, the visuals, just mm. perfection. I think if I'm going to pick out of my uh, top 10 list, uh, my favorite would be Underwater from uh, Beckian's Delight. Mm. Just in terms of uh, mm. how much I've listened to it. Oh, so you went for a B-side. Yeah. Elegant. You know, I like to be different and provocative. <laughs> <laughs> First 10 and now a B-side? You're on the roll, Hats. Yeah. <laughs> Only one that chose a guy. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to, like, perfectly represent to our listeners as well. You know, we can't be all one-sided. Oh, that's we, true. We... Yeah, because we tried to... When I... I was talking about this with Kamaru, but when I made this playlist i tried to like not have the same sort of song for 12 songs straight um so hopefully there's some variety in this i mean it's all k-pop like they're all singing in Korean. yeah <laughs> but one of these is kind of a guitar song another is by g friend like <laughs> there's some range what's your favorite b-side on your list though oh oh uh-huh <laughs> i would have to say up no more by twice like that song is just i don't know and if it's not that then would it have to be eye of the storm by g friend kumar actually i think you would like eye of the storm it's like a japanese like computery sounding song <laughs> i don't know how to explain it but it, it's kind of it makes you feel like you're in an anime about, like, I don't know, being inside a computer. See, this is why you guys should listen to them. You can discover <laughs> gems that you never look twice at. <laughs> Brielle, do you have a favorite B-side from your list? Uh, Probably Oh Yes I Am by Luna. Mm -hmm. uh, that was going to be my number one song, but then Cry For Me came out, so. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, Honestly, I think Cry For Me could have had a chance but I was just <laughs> just <laughs> overwhelmed <laughs> I'll put it I in the running for next year I think Hats only has one title track on their list <laughs> oh wow yeah I noticed that too it's kind of weird I didn't mean to do that honestly um, I didn't mean to be like not like the other girls <laughs> I think um, maybe just like off the top of my head it might be Kick It Haste yeah B-side? Kick It it's a title track oh oh duh okay yeah I got confused <laughs> Oh, uh, Alice, um, mm -hmm. can I just quickly interject and ask for your opinion about the hard carry stage today? <laughs> <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> yeah, <So> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy about it. <laughs> no. Because I was, I thought it was going to be the Eve, and I was like, oh, yay, whatever, thrusting, like, that's, yeah, everybody's going to love that, and uh, I don't know, Shotaro's going to get more fangirls, and everybody's going to love Juyan, and then 
we got hard carry i remember when that song came out i remember like listening to it and i was like this is just like not a good song (laughs) and then to have like everybody in anticipation for people to like cover it it's just kind of kind of a strange pick to cover um I, I don't remember anybody, any other groups being like, "Let's do, let's let's do hard carry for the end of the year concert <laughs> at KBS." <laughs> Should we discuss some of the performances? Should we talk about it? Oh, anything stood out? I don't know. Oh, Taman stood out, but I'll... oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're Alice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, you if. I don't know. Well, none of the users. Well, none of. I don't think much of the listening base follows me on Twitter. But I was very opinionated about Taman's performance in a positive way, um, in comparison to the rest of everybody else there. I really liked um, Twice. They mm. performed Signal, and I love Signal. I don't know why people don't Aww. like Signal, but I love Signal. So I like Signal. I love it. So, I mean, the stage felt empty because they were missing two members, but um, I think it was good. I liked it a lot. I also liked, um, I'm going to say I liked Unbi. Is that her name? Unbi? From um, the special stage that they had? Oh, when they did Boss? Yeah. yeah. The girl. Um, (laughs) The sound was bad, but I liked her. I liked Ryujin. Um, in in her part and yeah i liked i liked unbi i could tell they were trying to do like that was like all the girl crush members um yeah. i've never I, seen her like perform or anything i'm not really into eyes one so oh i watch panorama i've seen because i always i always watch eyes one's music videos even though i don't really their music isn't for me because i i like i like the visuals and the aesthetics and unbi is always sort of like the girl crush like she's presented like that like she was wearing pants and the mv and everybody else was wearing like a dress or something so pants <laughs> i mean this is k-pop <laughs> wearing pants is pretty girl crush yep. <laughs> i don't know why the stages a lot of them seemed quite empty like with the they don't have stage, stage. they don't have stage presence oh yeah like literally in size, like the performances, it looks it looks empty and like lifeless. That was part of my part of my anger about that hard carry performance is like there just wasn't. It was a very aggressive performance, but like, where was the stage presence? Because <laughs> it was like Monster X had decent stage presence, but they weren't like, I don't know, hard carry her, yeah, 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 you know, like all. Like that's one of my least favorite things in K-pop is like when boy groups especially do this where they like have really loud music and it's really noisy and they're like jumping around but it's like okay <laughs> like go back to bed I think the lack of an audience was what made it feel empty because it felt like to me I was watching a dress rehearsal mm. so mm. I mm. we need people yeah we I, I mean I understand why they still did it and still went ahead with it um, just to make fans happy and stuff but I still ugh, I don't know I guess that's the best they could do 
Yeah. People are nothing. <laughs> I remember. Did you see that? Oh, go ahead. No, I remember I went on Twitter this morning, you know, just to complain about video <laughs> games. And I see Alice talking about how Taman made some people look like bugs <laughs> <laughs> that just got sprayed or something. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, what performances would I say are worth the viewer's time? I think NCT did okay. Um, Taman obviously did well, but I mean, Taman is Taman. Um, if you like Christmas music, then I would recommend Twice's Christmas More and More performance. It was like endearingly awkward, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my favorite was the Jesse and Jackson Nunu. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jesus! I'm glad I was still sleeping when that happened because I woke oh, up geez. and people were talking about that, and I was like, "What?" So funny. <laughs> you you know, like, even like the humor aside, it was actually the best Nunu Nana performance, which was mm. the worst part. <laughs> I might, I might go back and see that. So we have Jesse. Nunu Nana, we have Twice, NCT, Taman. Other than that, um, yeah. <laughs> it was very long, I, too. I really me. need people like, there's to... There's so many performances. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, the most popular groups. But then I remember, like, seeing some random boy group on stage, and I had no clue who they were. <laughs> I was like, who is this? It might have been in Hypen or something yeah. like that, but I just, yeah. I'm still no, mad no. about them not performing the Eve. That's why I'm so mad. <laughs> <sighs> this is a tangent, but speaking of the Eve, am I the only one who thinks that song is, like, really quiet? I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It bothers me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, a slow, mature song. I think that's the vibe they're going for. Oh, I mean, you're not really there for the song. Like you're there for Kai. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing with K-pop. It's I try to listen to the music like five times before the video because I a lot of times I see fans. And I'm like, do you like the song or do you like the video? You know, mm, like um, yeah. What comes to mind for me is the Everglow song La Di Da. Like, it's good when you're watching the video, but listening to it on its own, it just feels odd. It's a little it's, too loud. Yeah, There's it's the mixing. Wrong. I've been told people yeah, on the mixing, Reddit have been saying the mixing is off. And then, like, the bridge, like, I, I don't know the music terms for it, but the bridge in La Dida is kind of, like, slowed down, and they have, like, this sort of cut. And then, is it EU who does her high note? And then it jumps back to the... Like, it's, it's not... <laughs> it's just kind of messy. Yeah. It's definitely the mixing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I barely remember what the song sounds like, but... <laughs> so I can't really tell you the musical term. <laughs> Is that all for performances today, then? Mm, yeah. Alright, I guess did, we should wait, move wait, on. Wait. Did, Ooh. Kamari, did you talk about... Uh... Taeyong's um what do you call what he did? His 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 floaty sort of 
I don't even know what to call that. I don't know what it was. Was it a metaphor? I don't know what it was. <laughs> okay, so this is Mama. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It gets me every time. Okay, somebody said he came. He came down floating like Doctor Strange. <laughs> that, I made a gif of it. I'll post it on the Twitter. It is so funny to me. <laughs> it's because it was unexpected. Like, what was the reason? I've never seen it. Like, the NCT concept does not have anything like that involved. <laughs> It's like 22 men, men standing oh, there to straight I mean, they face had, they with had the orchestra in, in the back. They had Taman floating at the end of Mama, so maybe it's related to that? Oh my gosh, Super M Cinematic Universe. I remember hearing a rumor earlier this year about how SM is trying to like... Actually, no, I think this was before. Before Aespa debuted, everybody... There were some people on Twitter who were convinced that it wasn't... Like, they weren't going to make Aespa, but they were trying to make a super group where all the groups of SM were, like, competing against each other. <laughs> Lord. The yeah. SM Olympics or something? Yeah. So people <laughs> thought Aespa, they didn't, obviously at the time, they didn't know it was Aespa, so. I think that, it sounds like something SM would do, so I kind of believed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That flying Taeyong. It's the cape that gets me, not the flying. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to see this. <laughs> you haven't seen it? Oh my god. No, I didn't we... pay any attention to Mama. <laughs> I made a gif of it. He was missing a mask and some boots. <laughs> that would have made the whole outfit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is that? How is that neo culture technology? That's what I'm saying. It, it's very Star Wars. Comes <laughs> out of the flame. That is the way. It's gonna looks. be us on Monday. Twenty first. <laughs> that'll be us. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> Wow, that's just, and it's the way they're all like sitting behind him, like he's like an anime like god or something, and they're like his henchmen. Like it's so <laughs> serious, and it shouldn't be taken seriously at all. <laughs> oh, I need to delete this. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> now we can focus again. Okay, okay. So, anyways, brain education. Yay! Like Gumi oh, promised you all last episode, we're on we're unpacking this today. Yes. Honestly, this is just so. I was about to say some words that could be interpreted weirdly. <laughs> but this is very. Ooh, sorry, let me stop you. Okay, so huge, huge disclaimer before we get into this, like big plastered on the billboard disclaimer. Uh, these are all this just jokes. It's a little fun, not even a real conspiracy because we're just playing, okay? These, I would say, like everything in here should be prefaced with an allegedly, but we're not even making allegations, okay? We'd respect everybody mentioned here, all the artists and figures, you know? So just let loose a little, you know, go into this with a 
positive, I just want to giggle mindset, and we'll have lots of fun. So thank you. Okay, now continue. Mm. Well, I was just going to say, this is a very... It's like a... You could just keep digging and digging forever about this. Like, there's there's some... It, like, one thing connects to another thing connects to another thing. <laughs> it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's very easy to get lost. Like, only on one part as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it is insane. How did we even discover it the first time? I, c- I can't remember. Well, I believe <clears throat> this was back in around June. It either, s- my brain is remembering this starting two ways. A, someone randomly brought it up, like, hey, if you heard of BTS's <gasps> Cyber University? I know who it is. Or B, I, I remember. it was because yeah. some of the members graduated, and um, that's how it came up. Yeah, one of the members uh, on a, one of the members on a on a server we're on mentioned it. Um, it might have been brought up before that, but yeah, it was around July. Someone mentioned it to us. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of crazy." And then I never. And then I came back to it, and I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> There's levels to this." Yes, because I always knew that BTS was enrolled in Global Cyber, like. Whenever you go in their K profiles thing, it, it mentioned that as being where they were, and I was like, "Cool," but I didn't really like think about it. <laughs> there are a lot of idols who attend um, online university. Now, hats. Would you like to um, narrate the infamous quote, or should I? Uh, you can do it. Um, I feel like I'm going to do it a lot throughout this podcast, so um, <laughs> you should do it this week. All right, here's our favorite quote. The goal of brain education at Global Cyber University is to guide people to evaluate and update the core information in their brains, such as beliefs and preconceptions, enabling them to deal with their social and natural environments effectively and proactively. Now, (laughs) that's just the token quote, but it goes, it's like a nice little introduction. There's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I believe Alice said, it's one of those things that sounds innocent at first, but then it can, it seems kind of weird. It reminds me of, um, this summer, um, before I went to college, there was this, I got this text from somebody who went to my school and they were like, Hey Alice, like, I know you, like, I know you're probably looking for a job. And I was like, yeah. And this this guy was like, okay, well, I have this job and I'm making like $18 an hour. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I like signed up and I started doing this stuff. And then I realized like, oh, this is an MLM. (laughs) I I mean, I never fully got involved, but it was sort of like, yeah, like a minimum wage job for like a, somebody who's like never had much experience shouldn't be $18 an hour. This is sort of the same thing where like things are, uh, it's like things are okay, but there's something off about it. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> the concept of numerology being taught at a college level. Um, <laughs> and that's it's very interesting. And I feel like what we should mention, well, I'll just mention this, but when you go on this website, there is no way to figure out how to join like at all how do you get into this place 
It tells you you have to fill out a oh, form. Application? What? Sorry? There's no application? No. Not what? really. So there's a little, like, there's a lot of rigmarole, to be honest, to get to this form. But when you get to it, um, you basically sign away all your information that they keep for 10 years. Um, and that's where you also sign the, like, tuition fees, all of the finances and all of that stuff. Then after they accept that, you have an interview, like a physical one, always video now. And then I don't, it doesn't even say like how you get accepted, like what they're looking for or anything like that. I believe there's also an aptitude test, but with the whole brain stuff, Lord knows what the hell is on that. <laughs> also, they have uh quote oriental studies which yes. um, which is what i was mentioning with the numerology thing when you click on that thing about oriental studies it's it lists you things that are based in uh like traditional chinese religious practices um which is usually and one of the professors like has their, <laughs> their area of expertise <laughs> <laughs> And something like being uh, a numerologist, <laughs> which is not <laughs> not a qualification, <laughs> which is not something that yeah numerology. <laughs> what yeah, is there's the there's a second one. I want to know what her um yeah, it's like ancient aliens university or something. Yeah. Oops. But yeah, numerology. Oh, numerology as well. Yeah, so okay. there are two numerology uh, professors at, at Global Cyber. So <laughs> if you're if you're into GCU. that sort of hmm? GCU. Oh mm -hmm. yes, GCU. <laughs> I think when we're talking about this, like everyone listening, just like if you do go to university, um just apply it to how you signed up to uni, like the process that you went through, you know, how you got to know the place. Just keep that in mind in the back of your head. The Department of Oriental Studies, if you, if you just... <laughs> Astrology is listed here. I, I just... The thing <laughs> about this website that gets me too is that it's... It, reads like it was com computer generated like nothing actually makes sense you know Not yeah the brilliant east asian scholars of the past left a part of their spirit with their descendants in the collective wisdom that is the belief system of traditional orientalism okay are they using that word <laughs> Yeah, that's, a, that's another question. Is and they're Oriental. calling themselves that, and I'm like... Oriental? Yeah. What? The point, I think, is like some sort of pan-Asian concept, which you can see if you when you do further research, is there's a very... There's a heavy emphasis on, like, Asian collectivism, that sort of thing. But it's very interesting that they would have blatant pseudoscience like front and center on their website and then have like supposed professors um be in charge of teaching it 
There's also no actual pictures of the place. It's just a lot of stock photos and the same photo of, you know, that landscape used over and over again. Mm-hmm. Again, apply it to your own universities. They got pictures of functions going on, all of that stuff. It doesn't exist here. And then Global, global Cyber University, it's just in the middle of nowhere. Mm. There's another building, like, in the city, but I think that's, like, the admin building. I think, like, mm. the actual campus is what we see here, like, just in the mountains. It doesn't even... Well, maybe I'm judging because I can't really see, but it doesn't even look like a university. Well, I mean, it is cyber, oh, so yeah. I do have to give them that. But uh, everything else is kind of strange. Yeah, you won there, GCU. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if you look at the uh, reviews of um, when you search up on Google Maps, it's just obviously a bunch of you know, kid BTS fans, you know, oh, my faves went here. I want to go. And they haven't got a clue what they're getting into. But more on that later, because that that bit's important. All right. So it says here in the notes, note how much BTS appears as the face of this place. And then, founded in 2009, helped by the Ministry of Education, Science and Technology. Yeah, the government ties to this place. Like, even worldwide, like, governmental ties as well. But, like, doesn't the leader, like, work for the UN or something like that? Always had speeches there. Yeah, speeches. Yeah. And... I'm not sure what the ulterior motive is here. Um, well, if you put all these together, the concept of them, um... Promoting Hayu Wave because that's emphasized on the website as well for GCU. Having BTS mm-hmm. be the forefront of it, and then them having ties to the Korean government, um, and then them being involved with the UN. It's just more of the soft power thing. Um, it's also yeah. giving me ITT Tech, University of Phoenix. Ooh. That kind of vibe. What is like that? Um, it's like for-profit that- models in for colleges in the U.S. Like we have schools that are basically just degree mills or something. It's just to um, just to make money off of you and collect your tuition. You don't actually really learn anything, and the degrees and they just hand much. out degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I actually think what's they're the- illegal now. What's the- so. Oh. What's the school that the uh, the idols go to? They have the yellow jackets. Sopa? School of Performing Yeah, yeah. Arts. The Seoul School of Performing Yes. Yeah. Sopa had a, a big controversy. They sure um, did. Yep. Was it last year? And I was very, I was sort of upset at not reali- learning about it earlier because I only realized it this year. But um, some of the teachers at Sopa were making the students perform uh doing things that were inappropriate um having them perform at events that are i'm not i'm being vague because i don't remember the specific details but i would uh encourage people to look it up because it was very uh like i mean everybody listening to this probably knows this already but things seem uh kind of pleasant when you look at them 
like, oh, they're going to SOPA, like, they're having fun, they're learning how to do idle things. But they were, those students were treated very badly, even though they were very talented. Um, the students made, they made an entire song in a YouTube video, like, in a, they made, like, a, a song sort of story format talking about their experiences at SOPA. Um, and it went viral in Korea. But it, it just, I don't know if anything really changed um, because of the way that K-pop is tied to the Korean government. Um, <laughs> some things that shouldn't be allowed to happen are allowed to happen. It was something including um, military personnel. Oh, yeah, because if you think about Luna, where do they get their money? It's one thing I do not like confronting, <laughs> but um, it's true though. It's I mean, Luna's just open with it. I don't think they're. I don't think that's that's an exclusive Luna thing. <laughs> I find people get a lot about they get on their high horse like, oh well, they're blah blah blah, or like, blah, blah, and I'm like, I mean, they're <laughs> just telling you. Yeah, there's a there's a lot worse going on because some of these idols aren't just being supported by the military like they they have sponsors and i don't mean like oh like we're gonna give you 500 dollars because we think you're cool i don't yeah <laughs> you, can, you can search it up for yourself yeah <laughs> you don't care that was that. the one thing i well i just appreciated luna's honesty about the sponsors and the military because mm -hmm. well more orbits than anything because mm -hmm. i remember them going around and Around debut era, like, you guys are saying Luna's gonna be in debt and broke because of this? Well, they have a bunch of sponsors. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, all idol groups do. <laughs> Where do you think they get the money to do all these music videos? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, back to brain, brain education. education. Yes. <laughs> if you look at the language on the website, it's very, um, to me... What set, not set me off, but kind of made me go, hmm, is the way that it's just all bullshit. It is those, it's like those buzzwords like leadership, effectiveness, and, um, you know, like different gods to your different like natural environments and all this stuff. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What is that? <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's just words. Yeah, word salad. <laughs> All right, so we mentioned the president, Lee Ichi. Forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. But Hats, I'm pretty sure you discovered something interesting about him. Yeah, so all the way, way back in 1996. Um, and it was that before you guys were born? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was here. Yeah, back in the olden days. Um <laughs> <laughs> he founded a organization called Body and Brain or Dan Yoga. So basically within that you see these same things surrounding brain education, etc. Um and soon after it was blatantly branded as a cult. So in 2010, there was a CNM report, um, and I'm quoting from it, um, so they're naming the victims. Harrelson and other former employees say Dan Yoga instructors coerced them into taking out student loans, then transferring the funds to the company. 
payments began in small amounts, she said, then progressively increased as fees for training courses became more expensive. Harrelson said she eventually paid about $40,000 to Dawn. Jane ha- Jade Harrelson, uh, one, one of more than two dozen plaintiffs in the lawsuit, said Dawn leaders prey upon people like me who are ignorant about the way money works. So just take that in. So the president of GCU was in a <laughs> funded a cult before that was taking advantage of people. So <laughs> I just I just like think back to those kids on the Google reviews, you know, mm. and that quote, prey upon people like me who are ignorant about the way money works. Mm. Even when you search a place on Google, it's like, you know, how to get into GCU, what are the tuition fees like? Like I think the lack of information is blatant and yeah. intrinsically ties into that little quote there. A whole yoga cult. That's just just a little too stereotypical. Mm, yeah, I think I've heard of cults that were sort of around that thing before, like spiritual things that are about the spiritual tend to hit. Yeah. And then we have the mention of the go- Chinese goddess Mago. Oh yes, but that, that's later. <laughs> <laughs> that that's can come later. Connection. All right. So yeah, what's the, next? Later. The president. He seems to like he definitely has some kind of like god complex. Like whenever you see articles talking about him, he's always surrounded by bodyguards. You know. I reckon he thinks people are out to get him or something like that. But yeah, um, he is very, very ambitious. Like in the president's message, which is also on the website, it talks about, you know, ending world hunger and climate change, all of that stuff. Remember, this is a university you just want to get your degree at. So this whole, you know, world saving thing, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit out there. Yeah, mm. I just don't even think it's necessary. Like, all you need to do is tell people that BTS went there. It's like, it doesn't have to be this, I don't know. <sighs> I can't say because I just don't understand why people join cults or start cults or anything like that. I don't get it. I don't get the motivation behind it besides money. Well, starting it so you can make as much money as possible. Um, me and Hats were talking. Well, we talked briefly about this, uh, about Scientology. Um, the the guy who created Scientology, um, he's like quoted by saying, like, the best way to make money is to create a religion. Oh, Al um, Hubbard? Yes, L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Yeah. Very smart man. Um like doing that sort of taking advantage of people, making them feel like they have something to rely on. And then for the people who are affected by it, it's, it's a comfort. Like, uh, I mean, I guess this is one of the fundamental issues of human existence is suffering and then having a place to belong. So if there's this cult and they're all welcoming and they'll support you and they love you, and the only thing about it is you have to pay them 
you know, like a dollar. And you're like, of course, like I'll take the dollar. And then a week it jumps up to $2 and you think, oh, it's only $2. And this keeps going. And then you're uh, five years in and they're asking you to do strange things, but you're like, oh, they've saved my life. They've helped me. And now it's $10,000. You know, it's not like a, a one step thing. It's a, it takes a while um, to get into. But obviously it has some appeal because there are a lot of people who fall for cults. And especially in Korea, there's some interesting things going on with cults. I know Park Bogum is in a cult and JYP. Yeah, they tar- They definitely target vulnerable people. Um, it says that you know, brain education, uh, it deals with adult dementia prevention. And I think the president also said, like, through doing these exercises and whatever this study, I believe he, like, treated his ADD or something like that. I mean, it's obviously nonsense. Mm. But, you know, people are going to see that and obviously use that as a justification to join. He has books like, I just, I've decided to live 120 years, and I'm betting there was some brain ed- education mentioned in that yeah everywhere his name appears brain education is like right next to it and here's an interesting snippet so we know mr president had don yoga so here's a quote don yoga's u.s operations are now based near sedona arizona sedona whatever about 20 miles from cottonwood where lee appeared in december to dedicate his 39 foot statue of mago the name is Korean for Soul of the Earth, the mother figure in the 7th century creation legend Lee cites as his inspiration. Mm. Yeah. Then why do you do that? Who knows? 39 feet? 39 is there feet. a picture of it? That's interesting. Let me see. Because I honestly didn't even know that there were like Chinese gods and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there was Taoism before Confucianism. But, uh, uh, I found Mago it. it was taken, a, the statue was taken down February 23rd, 2010. It's a very low-quality picture, but... It was taken uh, down. Why does it say? Let me see be prepared for prayer, has caused controversy with the locals because it's next to a new Catholic church, but it is a park dedicated to peace. Followers hand out prayers for peace and offer info. A plaque reads, the seven statues erected here depict various peacemakers and spiritual teachers from various eras of human history. They stand together surrounding and protecting the earth. They represent one, the oneness of all people and humanity's, dis- humanity's sincere desire to bring peace to the earth. Very, uh, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, so Mago, which is uh, repeated <laughs> a lot in G-Friend's latest comeback, although I've seen, uh, according to official interpretation, Mago in G-Friend's song refers to magician. But uh, considering the fact that they're under big hit, 
in that they've kind of conveniently turned to this theme. When you read about Mago the song, it's talking about female empowerment. And Mago, the goddess, is uh, the in Korea, in traditional Korean telling, she is the originator and administrator of the Earth's unfolding. Um, so within Eastern uh, Asian tradition, she's like a well-known goddess. Um, so she's the equivalent of the supreme goddess of Taoism and Amaterasu, which is the sun goddess in Japan, which is <laughs> like the main goddess. So you can't interpret it in the Mago as in magic way, but uh, in, according to Korean tradition, it's talking about the cosmic originator. Um, so guys, I found in, I still don't know how to say his name, but the president's a fan blog for him with home brainwave vibration and about, and there was a post about the Mago statue, December yes. 21st, 2009. Oh boy, recently a public park opened called Mago East Park. So they opened up a whole park for this statue. So Mago is sort of the concept of the unified and, uh, I don't know, sort of the female aspect of Korea. Which is interesting when you sort of try to combine that with... Uh, brainwave vibrations i guess but i suppose that's that's the the ultimate ending well i just found this website and now i'm mildly <laughs> weirded out um, Press X. exit <laughs> yeah the exercise like that like, physical aspect of this is of course strange as well um there's another quote, uh, brain, vi brain wave vibration, which is actively involved in the formation of healthy brain waves through repetitive motion and belly button healing, which enables simultaneous management of physical health and mental health based on the latest scientific, scientific research into the gut brain connection. And I believe there's a video of showing that in action as well. Yeah, uh, so this university, GCU, because I want to make sure that we're, <laughs> we're, we're sticking to something. Um, so the connecting this concept of Mago and the, the Earth and all this, GCU wants to teach core Korean values. Um, and one of the main values that I've seen in, uh, with, with Korea, obviously I'm not an expert at all, is the, the concept of collectivism and not individualism. So you're living and you're working for the benefit of all people and not just yourself. So there's uh, <laughs> so there's there's a there's a goddess involved, um, a, a goddess that's been tied with Korean, Chinese, and Japanese history for thousands of years. We have brainwave vibrations that are supposed to uh, allow us to be freed from stress and connect with other people, be united in this collective. And the high you wave is somehow in involved with all of this. 
<laughs> and the Korean government. Yes, and the Korean government. But I think the Korean government part isn't too complicated to figure out. I think they're just trying to uh, get fans to... Uh, it, it's sort of... it's. I mean, all governments spread propaganda. But Korea has been especially lucky in that they've had K-pop. So this is just another way for propaganda to get um, dispersed. Yeah, and it's... um. I think it's Korea's in an interesting position. Um, a position, I don't want to say that most countries haven't been in this position before because I feel like this happened with Japan when anime first got huge and mainstream. Mm. Um, but the thing that they are using for their soft power is something that is seen as relatively harmless. It's not mm. um, an ideology like us, you know, democracy or with Russia, with communism or something. It's something that is relatively benign. It's harmless. It's fun. It's K-pop. It's just music. It's just young people making music and stuff. So it's much easier, I think, to spread and export to other countries. Mm, and, that's a good um, point. Yeah, and I think it's a lot more effective than our propaganda. Mm. Yeah, because it seems more harmless. Mm-hmm. I saw someone on the, the thing of Japan, I saw someone mention before um, that Japan, some of their creation of the kawaii culture uh, was to change the American, well, I would say the Western perception overall of Japan after World War II. So when you mm-hmm. think of Japan now, you think of otakus and meats and cute anime girls and body pillows and all that stuff. You don't perceive them as a world threat. Um, and Not I mean, they like... aren't, they aren't anymore, obviously, but one of the things that really helped was anime culture. Um, I'm obviously I'm saying this in I'm saying all of this in a soft power sense, like I'm talking about how the average person perceives them. So yeah, the, I feel the worst thing. And it's not even about them. With Japan, I think the most negative thing people think of with them is, you know, the nuke they received. Mm-hmm. So, but this is similar to, and this is the brainwashing I'm saying. If you perceive Korea as this collectivist utopia center uh, with this this goddess, and uh, everybody's happy and everybody's relaxed, and these perfect, beautiful, uh, choreographed dancing uh, young people who love you and they're always <laughs> sending you messages and selfies on social media. It's sort of uh, like the the cries for help that we're getting from idols. They become, they sort of become background noise in the in the face of this sort of propaganda. So you you don't notice. <laughs> I guess this is very timely that I'm talking about this um, as we're coming up on the third anniversary of Jonggun's death. You don't notice things like that, or you're able to pass over those sorts of things more quickly because of, oh, look, somebody just debuted. Oh, I just got a bubble notification for my favorite idol. Like, oh, look, like, oh, wow, I can't believe this person's dating that person. And wow, she looks so nice. She dyed her hair red or oh, blah, blah, blah. So there's, you're sort of caught up in this, this seemingly never ending continual 
stream of dopamine or is that the right hormone? Is it dopamine? dopamine I think so. serotonin. Yeah, one of those. So you, you don't really slow down to think about, hey, like, why are these idols like never eating properly? Hey, why are they never being paid? Hey, why are those some of them committing suicide? Uh, hey, why are there cameras in women's restrooms? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Brain education. I don't think it's just happening with this university. I think it happens to K-pop idol, uh, not K-pop idols, but K-pop fans overall. Yeah, that's a good point. So do you think there's subliminals in BTS's music? <laughs> hmm. I don't think they're they're not even they're not even subliminals. It's just blatant. We're just we're putting out another song. We're putting out another song. We're put, we're making another. There's another selfie. We're going on another show. We're making a new reality show. Oh, we're so happy. Oh, we love our fans. We love ourselves. Do you look? Do you love yourself too? Like <laughs> that's not <laughs> subliminal. <laughs> No, you think they put the vibrations in their music. <laughs> I don't I think, think they need to. <laughs> I don't think they need to put the vibrations in their music. Well, Pat sent me that video of a um, press conference where they got this guy on the chair and they um, they strapped a brain education device around his head and they measured his brain waves. And I didn't get a full transcript of the video, unfortunately, but yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Again, it um, ridiculous. Yes, when I upload, when we upload this episode along with our playlist, I'll give you guys a Google Doc with all the sources we're looking at here, in mm -hmm. case you want to do a dive of your own or get more of an idea of you know what we're saying. Like how armies act, I can't really separate any of this as different. I it has to be all connected. I think this I think this is just the a next step to it because it mentions the high wave and then what's after you have gotten to the fans where do you go from there how do you convince the performers uh like not to how do you how do you how do you how do you, <laughs> how do you how do you give them pro how do you give them propaganda to believe that what they're doing is completely right so to the point that they don't have to uh have these seven year contracts um and so they don't try to sue you <laughs> thinking of tvxq <laughs> how did that that's the because k-pop is because um brielle mentioned this this uh this GCU reminds us of a, a for-profit university, and K-pop is it's a hyper-capitalist system. So how do you make the most money? How do you get your consumers uh, to buy the right thing or the correct thing that you want them to buy? And it's, if you have everybody convinced who's involved that what they're doing is good or somehow beneficial. So I think there are a lot of idols right now who are sort of irritated or they're trying to do things their own way but with this brain education thing it makes the idols feel like possibly makes them feel like they are in charge even if they aren't 
I mean, if you look at the what the president was saying about creating superheroes, like, yeah, if you <laughs> if you think you're a superhero, you might tolerate an unfair contract a little better. I think it's just the the same things that happen here when people sign the three sixty deals and stuff like that. It's the allure of being famous. It's the allure of you know wearing the designer clothes and having fan sites and all that kind of thing. I think people um, are really, they really like that. And I also feel like if you went through the training system, which is like brutal, uh, becoming an idol is a different, it's a different level of scrutiny, but I feel like you know what's coming. Once you've been in the training system for long enough, you've seen the bad side of it all. So. I've I've heard mixed things from idols. Some of them say it's worse. Some of them say it's better. After they debut, I think it probably has to do with how famous you get. I <laughs> I'm assuming that the the more popular you get, then it's sort of it becomes sort of I don't know. I think some idols they get popular and they they sort of <laughs> they sort of want it to be over and then others of them, uh, not insatiable in a negative way, but perfectionism. That could be part of another reason why you could get caught up in something like this. What do you mean My... by perfectionism? So there are a lot of idols who have, are perfectionists. Um, if you have this idea in your head of how you want to be on stage and you're not able to achieve that idea or because idols aren't just dealing with their own perceptions they have to deal with the perceptions of other people and if they aren't being validated through their own perceptions or the other perceptions of others you have a cult that says okay we see you as you are and we're willing to accept you and you can get to this perfect state you can become a superhero and like Mm. yeah <laughs> like yeah <laughs> we can do hey we can do some brainwave stuff together and you only have to pay $40 a month or however this works oh, oh no it's only 10 years like you only have to do 10 years and then you'll be able to oh you want to you want to help your fans out like you want to be a famous performer and you want to make your fans happy like we'll be we'll be able to do that for you perfectly my my thing i've been thinking of is like how did bts even get wrapped into all of this because i don't i highly doubt they were involved in this before their debut and all uh i'm wondering was it around the time where they kind of like switched up i hmm. it's interesting hmm. yeah there was, was a timeline in 2009 yeah there's a timeline and they appeared on there quite early i need to find it again there's like a timeline of like how the uni was founded, etc. Hmm. Oh, here it is. 2009, 10. When did they debut? 2013. 2013. Yeah, that, there's no direct connection there. I, I just looked at Big Hit too, and Big Hit was founded in 2005. So there's no that we can see from the outside direct connection like oh bts was founded or big hit was founded because of this but i it, it's definitely 
something that I would see why you would want an idol to be involved with. Um, because some of the members of ATs are also attending Global Cyber. And I know two of the members from Exit. Uh, or is it Exe? I, I don't know. Anyways, Hani and another member from that group appeared on their website before. But I'm not sure if they attend. Hani, really? Yeah. I thought she was like a legit scholar. No, she's smart. But it was like, maybe it wasn't her, but there were two members from that group mm. who were on the site, like doing some sort of promotional ah, thing. So BTS promoted this in 2016 for the first time. So the, yeah. there's my theory about it happening near the switch up. Mm. Yeah. And the video RM says, where you can study without being stressed out, where your dreams come true, Global Cyber University. But see, I see even that one, if anyone who's gone there. Even that sentence makes no sense, realistically. How do you go <laughs> to college and study without being stressed out? Because the brain education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 <laughs> 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 it's just not how college works. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sad that, like, fans, because their fans are teenagers who don't understand, like, I mean, college isn't impossible. But, like, you're going to be stressed out. That's just the yeah, nature. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's life. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be free I... from stress. Like, that's not... To get more, I guess, <laughs> parental, I guess, sounding. Like, that's not really how life works. You can't just run through life without being... Without experiencing stress and being stressed out. Um, if you want, If you want something... If you want to... If you want a big result, you have to work hard at something. So okay. I guess again, that makes it's another part of it that's sketchy. Is they're promising superheroes, but they're also saying it's going to take very little effort, which <laughs> it's doesn't like, make this, any sense. This isn't a school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even the name. Like its namesake, its courses are carried out entirely online, so you can take courses whenever you please. It's a wonder. The fun-filled university will fill your life with joy. <laughs> fun-filled university? Cyber university. We are BTS. BTS university. I think the kids, they probably think it's like high school musical where everyone's just singing and dancing in, like, in the hallways and that. <laughs> and they get to meet their idols. They get to meet BTS there, even though they've all graduated from there, right? The members who went. I think I'm so. pretty sure. Or at least and I do not think they're going them. back there again. Well, maybe like, not. What was, to what was the meeting like? Not that they went to the university in the first place, just like as per our theory, but yeah, like on paper, mm. they're not mm. in it anymore. Like, what was the meet when they sat down and they like pitched what these guys were going to do, like promoting this place? Mm, they've enrolled in graduate wall. school. Do you know what degrees they got? Um, quote degrees. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. According to this website, it's advertising and media. And this website is like hmm, interesting. It kind of reminds me nothing like... really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, broadcasting and entertainment, and then there was advertising and media. I'm not sure which members are which. Um, 
it is really hard to find like comprehensive stuff about this. <laughs> they have like normal subjects, sport and health, practical English, entertainment, media. No, time got... out. what is practical English? Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I... Is this English and AI convergence. What is practical English? I thought I well, from what I understood, it was learning English. I don't know why they put practical as but if there's an the impractical I... English. <laughs> like English just for traveling or whatever? Like it could be business English. But why don't mm, they call it like a normal a name? That's what I'm saying. Like it's not called Nothing on here is normal though. Child education. No. Then there's brain all that brain stuff afterwards and it's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like I just don't know one if they person? like there's just why is there... <laughs> <laughs> one woman. <laughs> she doesn't have any, huh? she doesn't have any TAs. <laughs> she does all the grading by herself. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, isn't AI big now? They probably have holograms of her in like every classroom. Okay, now um, I'm gonna look this um this university up. What's, what does it say? Australian National University. That's oh, where she go got her that. degree. Let's see if that's real. <laughs> only one, only one <laughs> professor in the entire department. <laughs> Australian National. Man, that is so whack. Even, like, look at the diagrams as well that they have. It's... Secondly, Stock photo of the glasses. Oh, yeah. it's a good university. Oh, okay. Just wanted to double check. The globally central, globally central, central, okay. University educating 21st century's global men of ability. Globalizing Korean traditional and real... Yo, what does this even mean? I'm tumbling over my words so much GCU, just because I'm like Global struggling Cyber to University. The globally central university educating 21st. Why is it 21st? 21st. <laughs> what is that? 21st century global men of ability. Globalizing Korean traditional. <laughs> yeah. And, real, and realizing welfare society. So we have the pseudo Venn diagram. Okay, so why the men? Exactly. Like, men I don't know if that's power, a typo. Men power to foster Korean culture and to build human service. And then there's the creation of the most advanced educational environment leading lifelong education. But these two merge to establish the education system suitable for global standardization. And they have these this list of things that they intend to do for these to ha for this to happen. But they also say that they're going to tackle gender inequality. So I don't I don't understand what's going on. There. Have any female students ever been enlisted into this university? Uh, like I, I don't, don't even I don't even think G friend are involved. Well, Only not in spirit. Not publicly enrolled, at least. Yep, this is what I was saying. This is this whole concept is they're trying to push the high wave and create it and to make it sort of a spiritual thing. So they're trying to merge uh, traditional Korean uh, spirituality and elements with high wave 
and then promote it to the rest of the world. Like you can't even find any like alumni or anything like that, like any reviews from past students, what it was like, you know, what an average day is. See, these are the questions they should ask at fan signs. You know, what did you do at I need to I need to get into one. <laughs> just to answer my own questions. What did they even say to that? That's mm, interesting. When you go to study in Korea on the Global Cyber University page, it is gone. Oh. I get an error. Yeah, the fact that when I looked this up, the first thing that came up was six out of seven BTS members attend this university and not like a general overview of this university the way it usually is on Google where they say the acceptance rate, um, yeah. the overview, all that stuff, it's not here. Like here in the UK, we have like Russell Group unis, like the most prestigious universities in the country. And if you are one, you know, they plaster that everywhere. You know, mm. they don't necessarily put at the forefront that a famous celebrity went there or whatever. You know, and it's about right the academics after, first. Right after the BTS picture, it's just worldwide brain education in this very odd, low quality. How do you even describe this image? Oh, it's... yeah, that weird... <laughs> oh, my it's God, like a, brain a education map. in Sierra Leone. They are... Oh, yeah, they're global. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the point. They're trying to merge Korean, traditional Korean culture and high wave into something that everybody... that they can make money off of. Firstly, and then, because <sighs> if you look at that weird picture, they have spiritual, then they have energy. I'm not sure what that means. And then they have physical. So they're trying to get to the the spiritual part um, of of why people like Hayu Wave. I'm is on their Facebook page. Of, is there any mention of Big Hit on the website at all? I don't think I ever came across it. No. No. Hmm. But we've got BTS and B and um ATS members who were affiliated with Big Hit joining. Oh yeah. And again, back to the men thing that was very odd. Now that um that's pointed out, I don't think I've ever heard about G Friend being involved with this. Facebook I mean, hasn't been updated in, in since 2016. Hmm. There's just like, there's a lot of words, but there's such a, a lack of information. I don't know how those two can coexist. That's, the, that's what cults are like. Like, it's Scientology. It's the same way. Like, they just say a whole bunch of things, but it's just like a money, it's just a money thing. So, actually, that makes sense. BTS got involved with this around 2016. Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. So... And that's around, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's around when they started getting recorded like a very odd amount and everything, too. You said it had ties to the UN, right? Somebody mentioned yes, that. Yes, the or... president gave speeches at the UN. When was the first time that BTS spoke at the UN? Was that 2017? I think so. It was either he gave a speech or he sent letters there, but... um. 
Because I remember I mean, he did his uh, love yourself, love myself thing, but that was more recent. Um, it's interesting. Oh, wow. Are you, do you, have you guys seen their Instagram? Who's, oh, they have one? GCU? Yes, it looks like a Stan account. What? Oh, I've heard about that, I think. The Love Myself um, anti-violence campaign at the UN became, began November 2017. It's just pictures of, like, TXT, BTS. This is really sketchy. Oh, I see. Wait, they're like, are these teaser photos? Yeah. Like, right? Like, what is... You're meant to be a university Instagram. Oh, yeah. You're meant AP's, to be, like... BTS this is a and stan TXT. account. Like... <laughs> they got, like, random memes. <laughs> very, very weird. Nothing educational. <laughs> like, happy holidays to our students. Right. Uh, I don't see that at all. Or even, hey, students, check out the new BTS song. Something, like... I don't see anything. Something about being a school... It's like they're not even trying. <laughs> they don't have to. Well, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. If they're tied to the Korean government, um, and I guess this is sort of convoluted for me saying this, but whatever. Uh, Lee Soo Man probably should be in jail right now, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so if Lee Soo Man isn't in jail... And his his former company is still going. I'm I'm not surprised that something funded by the by the government is promoting his idols. It's all sort of connected in that way. Really crazy to me as I get older and realize how much money moves everything. It's a lot. Yeah, I think it's just more exaggerated because of the way K-pop is set up. Like it's completely uh, profit-driven. And usually, I think for us, like, we sort of operate in a space of where the people who are so profit-driven like this are sort of disconnected from us, like they're CEOs and stuff, and we don't really know about them or interact with them much. But with K-pop, like, you see them and you interact with how they see the world. And then you get to the point where you become sort of immune to it. Well, until you see something crazy like this. What's interesting, though, something interesting I just looked up. Jin is the only one that did not go to this university. Mm -hmm. He graduated, though, in 2017. And after he graduated, he enrolled at another cyber university. Not this one. Mm -hmm. Another one where? Um, It's called Hanyang Cyber University. It's just a normal school. Yeah, it looks like a normal school. Like, if you go on their website, it looks normal. Admissions, campus life, regular stuff. Yeah, this is legit. Interesting. The member who seems to be disconnected from everything. Well, not really, but I mean... He doesn't get many lines when the company uh, forgets to put someone in something. It seems to be him. I don't think that's connected. I think he's just not that good at singing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Of all people to say that about. (laughs) Mm, Interesting. He's actually my favorite BTS member because 
he doesn't seem to be like the rest of them. Mm. I mean, he might not sing, but does he need to? He's still no. going to get paid. Doesn't he want to act anyway? Yeah. Yeah, he did. There's um, a Rolling Stone article um, talking about how uh, was it body and brain is a cult as well. Um, there's this quote, uh, the president, um, a paunchy white-haired 57-year-old who travels the globe via private jet and is orbited by a worshipful entourage of personal assistants. Lee's disciples, hmm. meanwhile, live in communal housing, go deep into debt to meet financial quotas, and say they are driven to exercise to an extreme degree. In 2008, Dan settled a lawsuit for an undisclosed sum when a college professor named Julia Sivels died of dehydration while hiking in a Sedona mountain, allegedly lugging 25 pounds of rocks in her backpack. The current lawsuit um, also accuses Lee of breaking wage and immigration laws, evading taxes, and sexually abusing female disciples who are assured they're being singled out for a sacred honor. A sacred honor. Well, that points back to the Mago thing. <sighs> Interesting. This is... Wow. Yeah, I feel like we just uncovered something that is going to take a lot of tinfoil hat to um, connect. So, <laughs> oh, this is a lot. It's a lot. Yes. Um, so, listeners, we're going to have everything. Well, not everything, but we're going to have some resources posted so you can tinfoil as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm probably going to keep looking at this stuff uh, for fun. <laughs> this is. This is a lot. <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting, interesting. Well, with that, I suppose we can wrap this up. <laughs> yes. Um, have a safe holiday. Um, hopefully, I know the vaccines are supposed to be coming in. So, hopefully over this winter and coming into the spring, um, things will be less stressful for people. Mm. Relax, eat good food. Yeah, I think <laughs> everyone's deserved a nice uh, holiday dinner. For sure. Well, and happy birthday, Alice, tomorrow, which yes. is the update. <laughs> and happy belated birthday. Mwah. So, uh, we'll see you next year, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.